Hey everyone, it's Daniel from the Blue South Politics Podcast. Just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has followed, who has shared, who has liked, who has done anything in their power to try to help us spread awareness about our Instagram page and about our podcast. This week, we actually managed to hit 1,000 followers on Instagram, and it couldn't be possible without your support. So thank you so much. And I'm proud to say that we have over 40 people listening to our podcast weekly. Well, without further ado, here's the episode for this week. And thank you guys again. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue South Politics Podcast. Before we get started with the discussion today, here's a quick news update. Trump's niece, Mary Trump, released a controversial book this week. In this book, Trump's niece claimed amazingly controversial topics that Donald Trump himself committed, including paying someone to take the SAT. And what's interesting about the SAT is it's the most, and I'm repeating this, the most standardized test across all of America. All high schoolers are required to take it. Right. And it if they want to get into college, college. Yeah, of course. And it shows colleges who can, I guess, study the study the best and perform the best under test conditions. Right. But if he hired a proxy to take it for him, that really shows that, you know, something's wrong with this system. You know, the fact that you're able to get away with this. I mean, keep in mind, this was what the 19 late 1950s, early 1960s. But even that, you know, the irony of it is Donald Trump being too scared to take the own test, criticized Obama for his alleged low test scores and grades, when in reality, Obama was a very proficient student. Yet Trump... Ref- yeah, it, it's, not, it's not surprising at all coming no, from this man. Not. I'm not surprised by these revelations. My yeah. favorite part is the fact that he claims that he is a businessman, that he's the best person in the world, but he had to cheat in order to get into Fordham Business School. Like, that shows It's ridiculous. That shows you. Mm. That shows you. But that's not the yeah. only claim that Mary Trump made. In fact... The president young the president's younger brother Robert S Trump has been actually trying to stop the publication of the book citing a confidentiality agreement that that Mary Trump herself signed nearly 20 years ago during a dispute over the will of the family patriarch Fred Trump senior the president's father what is absolutely outrageous about this is if like i i, I would think that if if everything's the truth in this book then there's no need to like hide it and make all this drama of it if there's nothing to hide, right? Well, the fact the that he, the right. fact that he's scared about the release really lets you know that her claims could be valid. Exactly, and right. I, I'm sure. And same valid. with the same with the tax returns and everything. Like he won't release them if if if, it, if they're perfect. Then why won't he release exactly. them? It's just total. It's just total li- a lie. Exactly. Yeah, that is, is that is really showing you what kind of a person that he is. Speak person he is. Speaking yeah. of controversial topics and controversial people, Kanye twenty twenty anyone? Kanye West, the flamboyant and controversial rapper of Beverly Hills, recently announced on Twitter that he will be running for president, planning on combining Trump's campaign style with Bernie's ideology, and in a might I say infantile attempt to cover as much ground as possible because Bernie supporters do not like him. Yeah, Kanye has absolutely no chance of winning the election. He joined too late and as a result will not be featured on the ballots of several states. However, that's not to say he could have a potentially catastrophic effect on the outcome, attracting some minority votes that would normally go to Biden. Well, and, you know, I've been hearing that, you know, since Kanye used to be a Trump supporter, 
I've been hearing theories that maybe he was like conspiring with Trump to, to draw voters away from Biden. I don't know if that's true or not. So that speculation, may very but it's well an interesting thing. That may very well be a possibility. It's right. It, it's, it's a very interesting possibility, yeah. And for me, what's interesting is because uh, I, I don't think I, I'm, I'm super surprised that Kanye decided to step in so late. And he stepped in actually at the time when Biden gained peak, peak, peak popularity. Right now, he's like ahead right. of Trump in the approval ratings by like 14, 15 percent uh, consistently. And the fact that Kanye decided to step in now may show that he is definitely maybe trying to draw away supporters from Biden and including the very same Bernie supporters who are saying, I'm not going to vote for Biden because I want Bernie and that is the only person that I want. So hopefully he will not draw in those potential Bernie voter voters that are going to be voting for Biden. Hopefully Kanye will not. Hopefully people are a little bit smarter than realizing that we don't need another um, celebrity not, president. Yeah, celebrity president. Celebrity, celebrity politicians in general do not go down very well. I mean, take a look at uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example. Just all these dumb f***s that got elected. N- nothing good ever comes of it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, um, but in other news, Daniel, you want to give us an update on the coronavirus? Of course. Now, unfortunately, nothing has changed with the coronavirus. We still have a tremendous death toll. Currently, it's, it's higher than 130,000. As I said, nothing has changed. And I just want to tell everyone, please continue staying in your home. Make sure to wear a mask. Because the whole reason why this, why we're having the second wave go straight up is because people are going to be like, oh, I've had enough of this. I'm just going to go. Surely I will not get the coronavirus. And guess what? That's exactly what happens. And in fact, some right. case, uh, some states like South Carolina, Florida, Florida, for instance, reported more than 730,000 7,300. 7, yeah, sorry, 7,300 <laughs> coronavirus Absolutely, it's crazy. As the, pov- yeah. as the positivity rates hit a single all-day high. In fact, South Carolina, South Carolina is actually, uh, per 1 million residents, actually, they have about 3.3 thousand cases per 1 million, which is an incredible wow. number. And it just shows you, like, what happens when a state open, reopens too early. I mean, this is just on display right here. This exactly. Whole thing. And in so, the case of Florida, 16.27% of tests from last Monday came back positive, bringing Florida's total number of COVID cases to a whopping 213,000. Despite this, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in a statement yesterday said that the cases in the state had stabilized. Also on Monday, Florida's education commissioner stated that come August, all schools must reopen with in-person instruction. I mean, they are just straight up lying to us at this point. Like, to, like DeSantis uh, in Texas too. Greg Abbott, they have just been like totally non-transparent. Exactly. Been, been acting like everything's going going so well and everything's God's going back to normal. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just been these, totally. These statements meant backlash. Backlash from many Florida residents, some of whom believe that DeSantis' relaxed approach to the coronavirus is to blame for a surge in cases. Arizona is also seeing trending upwards. And yeah, actually, yep. Arizona is the state out of it's it's the highest like out of all of the states. I guess I want to say this in this way, but Arizona is really really fast. It's 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 the only state that's trending up super 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 fast, and they have I think they're they rank number one out of all of the states in terms of growth the second rates. wave hitting them. Yeah, growth rates. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. But I, it, I think I saw I think I saw on the news that um 
I can't remember if it was all of Arizona or if it was just the Phoenix area, but one of the two had 90% ICU beds like filled up. Oh. So they only have 10% remaining for, for people who are sick, which is absolutely I'm assuming, crazy. I'm I mean, that's that, Phoenix that, area, but either way, that's absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that's the main metropolitan area. I mean, that's just, yeah. yeah if you, horrifying. Hey, if exactly. Phoenix gets wiped out, Arizona is fucked. I mean, uh, of course. And I guess, guys, okay, so we're all in high school, right? But I just want to mention, right? Everyone wants to reopen schools right now. Can you imagine if we go to school right now oh, God. and we are literally packed in, uh, for instance, my school has over 3,400 kids in that entire school. And everyone, of course, is going to be standing closer than six feet. There is not enough uh, square footage in the school to allow right. six feet distance between everyone. Can, can you imagine how many cases we would have by then? This way, and, and, and we would have so many kids uh, getting infected, then the the teachers and the adults and the administration would get infected. It's a domino effect, of course. And take it home, take yeah. it to sports. It's there's it's a never ending right. cycle. The fact that take it to your grandparents, oh, of course. Of the course. fact that people are so scared to just face the music and say, "Okay, suffer now, so we don't have to later." The fact that it's literally procrastination. It's it's awful, right. and it's never going to end if lawmakers don't. Well, mostly Republican lawmakers don't acknowledge the severity of the situation of course right. yeah i i think um, it's, it's it's horrible what's going on right now but the important thing is to wear your mask stay at home um make sure that you know who is infected who is not make sure uh contact tracing is a really really big thing and don't complicate it for other people and don't take risks just because you know speaking you of speaking of stupid politicians ronan why don't you tell us about china well, yeah, in Hong Kong, we've been getting some really, um, frankly, d- devastating news coming out of there. Uh, China has been curbing Hong Kong's autonomy. They just passed a new bill. Um, the Chinese, uh, the Chinese government passed a new bill that um, it was like a sedition act, I think, and you can't insult the national anthem in Hong Kong anymore, um, or else you will be punished. So this is a really um, so yeah China's crackdown in Hong Kong raises fears um, in the U.S. of the expansion of the internet firewall there, um, and then app developers we've been seeing like uh, apps like TikTok have been threatened with um, being banned in, in the U.S. now. Mike Pompeo recently came out so they're looking at banning TikTok, um, which uh, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but uh, <laughs> um, it's a kind of touchy subject. Um, and then you know. We've also been seeing these Hong Kong democracy protests going out at the same time, but coronavirus has kind of um, dampened those protests, so there isn't as much um, outrage now. Um, so China's kind of been taking advantage of the situation. Do you know? What do you guys think do about that? You know that? what I want to hear right now. I want to hear uh, this coming from our president. Uh, we are trying to strengthen and help our connection with China. I do not want to hear, we're going to cancel this. We're going to destroy them like this. We're going to do this. We're going to threaten them with this. We're going to impose tariffs like this. We're going to start a trade war with them. We're already currently in a trade war with them. Uh, Nothing is, nothing good is happening. And the president isn't even trying to uh, help, help us, you know, it's this. And and the funny thing is that there's actually bipartisan support for punit from like uh, sanctioning China over this. Um, Republicans and Democrats both want to, punish china for what they've been doing to hong kong and the president's just been mostly silent on it and it's so yeah it's the the faux no bullshit attitude that trump has been known to display oftentimes is 
not working out, as you can see here. The truth of the matter is the attitude, take care of our own problems before we deal with others, is never going to get us anywhere. As president of the United States and as a, an international government official, you're going to have to focus, you're going to have to multitask. You can't just take on one issue at a time like the Trump administration has been doing. And in some cases, you can't ignore all the issues. And the truth of the matter is the right. fact that there's been so much neglect, especially on the Hong Kong front, is very worrying. Right. And, and, you know, China is in almost direct violation of the 1997 handover agreement when Hong Kong um, fell under sovereignty of China, you know, after Britain handed it over. And, you know, that, that agreement said that Hong Kong must remain independent until 2047. Um, and then China can fully annex, integrate them into the country. But China's wants to get a head start on it now, which is um, frank, yeah, which is devastating. In times like these, it's no wonder so many Americans are concerned with personal health and the health of their families. And, you know, as a result of this, discussions on healthcare are commonplace in the political community at the moment, you know, with opinions from complete privatization, you know, from the libertarians to uh, free equal plans for all and a bunch of stuff in between. Ronan, why don't you give us a rundown on the public option? So the public option is a healthcare plan endorsed by Joe Biden. So... The idea of the public option is to have your federally funded healthcare, state state-run go um, government healthcare, and then that would compete against your regular private healthcare, um, and that would create competition and therefore drive the price of healthcare down. Um, and this is a more capitalist approach. And like I said, Biden supports this. The more liberal side of the Democratic Party um, would prefer would prefer to abolish all private healthcare. Um, but public option would offer benefits, including inpatient and outpatient hospital care, mental health and substance abuse care, newborn and pediatric care, prenatal and maternity care, prescription drugs, preventative, diagnostic and treatment care, as well as rehabilitation care. And it's totally optional. So if you want to opt into the government plan, you can, or you can just stick with your private plan. It's all what you want. Um, and this public option would be funded by taxes or by the or by the participants. I'm sorry, um, and the plan is meant to be affordable to low-income Americans who may otherwise not have any health care plan. And it would cover pre-existing health conditions as well, which is a big issue right now. And it could change our current Medicare system by lowering the eligibility age when enrolling for Medicare and extending eligibility requirements to low-income Americans. Overall, the plan is favored by moderates more than liberals because it still allows people the opportunity to keep their private insurance. Daniel, I'll give it off to you for Medicare for All. So when people hear Medicare for All, the first thing that jumps in their head because of the media is, oh, how expensive it is. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. But let me explain for you. Exactly. These are socialists. But let me explain for you what is Medicare for All. So this plan proposed by more liberal candidates like Bernie Sanders don't necessarily discriminate against class and allow everyone to be treated on an equal basis. And it's like you said, Ronan, only one insurance option option would be available. So yes, private insurance right. would have to be abolished. Now, you would have way lower health costs, no marketplace competition. However, it would be entirely tax funded and government run. So what that would mean is, yes, you would be paying about 40, 43% in taxes, but that guarantees you that in case you break your leg or in case you contract COVID-19, which in this case would be incredibly useful, or in case you have any sort of life-threatening uh, disease or illness, 
you know that once you walk out of that hospital, you don't have to pay a single bill. You know, that is why uh, this plan, I think, is a great idea to implement. And Germany, Spain, France, all the Scandinavian countries have this current system. And we are the richest country in the world. Why not us? And I would like to make one more point here. Right now is a time when Americans don't know, can I go to the hospital? Will I have enough money? Because a lot of Americans right now are unemployed. This system would make sure that those same Americans could go to the hospital and not worry about paying anything off, not worrying about having to go into debt. That is why I believe the system is a system of the future. And the truth of the matter is, while some of the aspects may be beneficial, um, you know, more moderate people and uh, those further right may not see that. They may jump to the conclusion of automatic socialism. And as, as much as it would be interesting, as much as it would help to educate them on this, well, I'm not necessarily 100% for Medicare for all, as much as it would help to get them to see the other side of it, you know, some people, they're just not going to change your opinions, which is why I think the public option is more practical, simply because it, it right. appeals to more people. It, th- those who are less educated on, you know, systems of government don't just think, oh, yeah, we're socialists now. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I do hope we're able to pass one of these. If, if Biden does become president, he's obviously going to want to promote the public option plan. But um, it's still it's still a great plan. And hopefully we can um, have some bipartisan support for it. Although my hopes are kind of dim for it, since since this Republican Senate is very, very um, happy to block every piece of Democrat legislation. But um, I think we have a chance to pass this if he does win the presidency. Definitely. And I mean, a lot of like the big, big, big uh, counterpoint against Medicare for all is how are we going to pay for it? May I mention nobody right now in our society today is asking Donald Trump, oh, how are you going to pay off all those checks? How are you going to pay off all of these? uh, How are you going to pay everything off? We're already in debt. No one has been asking uh, how are we going to get out of debt? But when it comes to Medicare for all, a plan that is literally aiming to help people that can't afford health care, uh, people all of a sudden are like, oh, how are you going to pay for it? How are you going to pay for it? And the, irony, for it? the irony yeah. of this is that the reason a, a major factor, contributing factor as to why we are in debt is because people like Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump have been giving the wealthy billions of dollars in tax cuts and then blaming government run programs like Social Security and Medicare. The truth of the matter is. It, this is analogous to, pardon the analogy here, uh, Eric Andre turns around, shoots Hannibal, then says, who killed Hannibal? They are killing the country by giving the wealthy tax cuts and blaming government programs. Not only does it drive the nation into debt, but it makes people less receptive to programs that they could potentially benefit, benefit from. from. Exactly. Unfortunately, this is all we have time for at the moment. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we hope you all were able to learn something new. Until next week, I'm Ronan Doherty. I'm Daniel Rabinovich. And I'm Paul Goblish. And this has been The Blue South. The Blue South is made possible by David Vandalay, who created our theme. And also by the graphic designer who rebranded our logo. You can find him on Instagram at Gustavinsky8. And of course, special thanks to all of our listeners and Instagram followers. You are what keeps The Blue South going.